Welcome to the PSD Cast with your host, Jason Lumberg at Power Systems Design. Now, Women in Electronics is a 501c nonprofit that's dedicated to the professional and personal development of women in the electronics industry. And at their fourth annual leadership conference, they recognized Holly Good with their We Recognizes Award. Holly is the National Distribution Manager for Cornell Dublier Electronics and founding advisory member. Um, board member for Women in Electronics, and her award is for those demonstrating, quote, honor, authenticity, courage, and commitment by their conduct personally and professionally. And while the industry still suffers from a gender imbalance, this organization is making great strides towards correcting that discrepancy. And so we knew we just had to have Holly on our show. So it's my distinct pleasure to welcome the 2020 We Recognize as Award recipient, Holly Good. Uh, Holly, thanks for joining us. And Tell us a little bit about your journey thus far. Where did you go to school? How long have you been in the industry? And how, how you became a founding advisory board member for Women in Electronics. Jason, thank you so much for inviting me. You know, I didn't start out intending to get into the electronics industry at all. In fact, when I first went away to college right out of high school, I was a theater major. Um, but I was also emotionally immature, and I barely showed up at my classes. And after spending my parents' money um, for a semester, they said, you're coming home. You need to get your head in the game. And I came home with no job experience at all, and I went to a temp agency. And luckily, my very first job happened to be as a receptionist at an electronics distributor. And that's how I got my feet wet and started to learn a little bit about the electronics industry. And eventually, you know, I progressed from working at the reception desk, moving into customer service, into inside sales, changed jobs and moved along the way, and found myself, um, you know, I relocated to Maryland and eventually wound up at Sager Electronics for 12 years. And I really learned a tremendous amount while I was there. Moved up to Massachusetts where I live now and worked for them at their corporate location. And that's where I really learned a lot about the industry and had opportunity to try different roles, not only in sales, but in operations and quality. I even got to dabble with the IT department working as a functional project leader on a software implementation. So I credit my time at Sager with really giving me a lot of exposure into the industry. Eventually, oh, I went back to school at night. Um, it took me almost nine years to get my bachelor's degree. But I almost welcomed that opportunity. I wouldn't recommend everyone do it that way. But in some ways, it was more valuable for me because I was taking classes once I had been working a little bit, and everything started to make sense, and I could apply material into real-life situations. So um, I became – I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, I, I became involved with Women in Electronics in 2017, and that's when Jackie Maddox, Monica Heifel, and Amy Keller pulled together a group of 20 women from the industry for a conversation and really the first WE conference. And it was there that we really started to discuss what we felt was needed in the industry and women in electronics began. I became um, a founding board member and the first project that I worked on within WE was developing our chapter program. 
we're, I'm very proud of it because we now have chapters across the country that are meeting virtually, and we recently launched our first chapter in Europe. Very cool. That, that's, that's quite a journey. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't worry too much about your somewhat humble beginnings, uh, that you're talking to an English major. So I feel you, no problem. <laughs> um, well, you know, in hindsight, the theater major was probably good because now I have to stand up in front of people and do trainings and, you know, sometimes you talk in front of big groups. And not everyone's comfortable with that. So in some ways it was a blessing. There we go. Well, you heard me describe the, the We Recognizes Award from, from the press release as re- literally word for word. But what does this honor mean to you exactly? You know, it really, it was very, first of all, I was surprised. So I was very touched. And it was an honor because it's values-based. And I've been fortunate to receive recognition for other things, but they maybe were sales-based and, and things like this. But this really touched me because it was about values of honor, authenticity, courage, and those are values I try to just kind of uphold in all areas of my life. And really, I want to align myself with organizations that have the same values that I do. And I'm fortunate that the company I work for, Cornell Jubilee Electronics, they have a strong culture and value system. And the work that I do with Women Electronics complements the work that I do at Cornell. Excellent. Well, you know, I've, I've read numerous times that uh, female engineers make up less than one-fifth of the total and, and even more disturbingly, nearly one-third of all female STEM majors switch out of it with many citing the working environment. And that, that stat's been tossed around for a while now. I, I feel like this has been asked a million times, but the, the gender disparity in engineering is obviously still a major issue. So how do we get more women involved in the STEM fields? You know, it's a challenge because it really does need to begin with early childhood education. But where women in electronics can make an impact today is more so at the college level. So women in electronics is working collaborative, I can't even speak, collaboratively with the ECIA and the ERA, both other industry organizations, to further develop a college initiative program, promoting the electronics industry as a whole um, as a great fantastic career opportunity that it is, not just in the engineering side, but our electronics industry covers all the different areas of study, right? So we have positions in marketing. We have positions in engineering. We have positions in leadership. You know, as I said myself, I didn't start off with a desire or even any knowledge about the electronics industry when I first started working. So we're really trying to get the word out and then bring it back down to the high school level and then down from there because it really does start in early education. Right. right. I, I don't even think it's encouraged uh, for, for women to get into those sorts of fields. You know, it's from, not. Like and you no, said, from it, early age. It starts with our own, I think, unconscious biases, right? Even as parents, we might be promoting certain things to your daughters versus sons and vice versa. And you almost have to equally promote all the different opportunities with, you know, both young men and young women. And, and we still sort of think of things as this is a, um, you know, a girl's 
role or a boy's role, and, and sometimes even on our households we have them. So it's a challenge because of the way that, you know, we've been brought up with cultural norms. So it is a, a starts with education, and we have to just open our own minds to different things. Right. Now, you, you got into this um, in, in, in the last question, um, but can you elaborate a little bit on what Women in Electronics, the, the, your nonprofit, does to correct this gender disparity that, that we mentioned? Yes. We, so Women in Electronics is really a data-driven organization and really works towards gender parity in the electronics industry. And so we know that you know, through research, um, we've seen articles in CEO Magazine, Forbes, Fortune, that 59% of women today are college graduates, but only 7% are in the Fortune 500 CEOs. So there's a huge gap between um, men and women and how women are progressing and not at the same rate as men in, in all industries, not just electronics. But we know that profits are impacted positively when there's gender parity at top management levels. So when the decision makers are 50-50 men and women, the returns are 19% higher than average. And the same holds true at the executive board level. It's been proven that with boards that have gender parity, there's an even higher success rate. So Women in Electronics works to help bridge the gap um, with gender parity, and we do that through four primary goals that Women Electronics is based on. It's based on empowering, developing, advocating, and celebrating women. And we do this through personal and professional leadership and development training, which we have monthly. We do it through a formal mentorship program, which is really a flagship program. It's an industry program where our members can be mentees. Our members can also be mentors. Um, but we have both male and female mentors that have been vetted. And you know, we have our quarterly chapter program where we bring these types of things, these conversations to the table, and we discuss them, and we discuss best practices together. So it's really you know, these different ways that we're working to, to bridge and create more gender parity within our industry. Great. Well, thanks, thanks Holly. Uh, on behalf of PSD, I, I want to thank you for your time. And to our audience, thanks for tuning in. Stay safe and healthy, and have a great day.